What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now here's your host, Thomas Purcell. Good morning and welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps. Make sure to follow the show on our website, libertyneversleeps.com, where you can find links to us on all the social media sites, including Gab and MeWe. Don't forget to subscribe to the show also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. We're a listener-funded show. If you'd like to see ad-free content video of the show, you can subscribe to us through our website merchandise shop at patreon.com. Good morning. So I'm sure you heard the big news. Chris Wallace is leaving Fox News. He's going over to, believe it or not, CNN. And they're actually going to try and start a streaming service called CNN Plus, which I would imagine is a paid service. You know, they're going to do this like all of the cable stations have been going to paid services. And there's two elements to this. First of all, who in their right mind is going to pay for Chris Wallace, much less CNN? Anything with the CNN label uh, it has got to have about as much credibility as a, 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 a rotten cheesecake a week after Christmas. You know, I, it's like you, you just don't do that. You just don't pay money to this organization. There are people going to jail left and right for all kinds of sexual crimes. You got Jeff Tubin jerking off on the screen. You got Fredo Cuomo who got with a hand caught within the cookie jar trying to protect Andrew Cuomo. And then his producer has been indicted on a charge of uh, basically sexual improprieties with a child. And he's going to CNN for that. And they're going, and he's not going onto the mainstream CNN to replace. In other words, if you, if you were going there as a rainmaker, let's say, as somebody who's well-known and an announcer and they paid you a boatload of money, and, and, and said, okay, this is, we need some credibility on our network because it's been trashed by everyone on the bench. And you could go through the list. I mean, I don't know how many times a CNN announcer has been dragged in the mud because of all kinds of improprieties. Do you re who was it that was basically fired from CNN after he accused sex, uh, Sarah Palin of doing something screwing and, and it came apart? See, I mean, who's it, who is it CNN that has any credibility? So I said, so if you were Chris Wallace, and they say, okay, Chris, we know you got credibility, right? 
your dad, Mike Wallace, CBS for years, and, and you've built yourself up a journey, regardless of the politics, of Chris Wallace's politics. Let's just talk about credit. He's more credible. There hasn't been any kind of story about his background. And you're going to go over to CNN, and we want you to help clean up CNN. And we're going to make you the lead anchor on the evening news, and we're going to give you free reign to, to hire whatever producers, do whatever you need to do, bring ratings to CNN. I could see that. But to go to CNN Plus? What the hell is CNN? She doesn't even exist yet. The second element that's bothering me is all of these networks now popping up that are costing 8 10 12 bucks a month. What am I paying 300 bucks a month for cable for? Right? I, well, I, I shouldn't say 300 bucks a month for cable. You also have internet and nice home security and, and, and television and all that. But what am I paying them for? Because you still need to use them. If you have an app, let's say, that accesses a channel like AMC or CNN or any one of these apps which uh, which are on cable, which I have on, on my TV. You know, you have apps that come with smart TVs now have apps. And you click on the CNN and it says, okay, give us your cable provider so that you can access the, the, the content. And then if you, if you don't, you only get a preview for like 15 minutes. You don't get the full content because you have to be a cable provider. Well, what what am I paying for them if they if 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 I got to pay now for CNN Plus? What am I paying? It's it's got next to Fox News, which channel, and all these other places are going to want ten dollars a month, ten dollars a month, ten dollars a month. I'm going to end up paying twice as much for the same thing I already had with cable. That was the whole point of getting cable when we had it. Remember when you had rabbit ears on top of your TV, or you plugged your TV into the wall, and there was a master antenna on the uh, apartment building that you lived in, you know, when you lived in apartments or in your house, there was an antenna right on the top of the, the house. Remember this? I, I remember this when antennas were on all the houses and in your local network channel broadcast it. And what did you pay for? Nothing in exchange for what? Commercials. That's why you didn't pay for anything. Well, it was a commercial, right? But cable comes out. Why? Because we don't want to see commercials anymore, right? Oh, we've got cable. Uncut, unedited, nothing cut on cable. Now they cut cable all the time and there's ads all the time. On everything. CNN, Fox, any, there's always ads, right? Uh, it's just what we accept. So now we're going to go to what? Streaming services. And you got to pay $10 a month for that. Now, and, and on the whole way, you're just paying more and more money and you're just getting the same old shit. There is no difference. I mean, other than the qualitative difference, there's no difference between a Fox News broadcast today and your local uh, ABC or NBC, CBS broadcaster from 40 years ago. There's none. It's the same thing as the evening news. All oh, the politics are a lot different. But when you when you boil it down, what I used to get for free by having an antenna on my roof, I'm now paying for cable and the app. And it's going to be even more money down the road. It's all a big scam. Why, why on earth did Chris Wallace leave Fox? I mean, what was the rate? Did CNN? Come on, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. I think they're just going to be more tolerant to whatever his scandal is coming up with him. Got to be, right? Because you're thinking, well, you know, at least I'll go to CNN. Because if what happens breaks over here at Fox, they're going to shit can me for sure. Especially with all that went on. 
with Roger Ailes and the women. You all heard the stories about that. If anything happens with me, they're going to they're gonna can me. I'm an old white guy, right? I'm not worth spit anymore. If, if, you're, if you're over 45 and you're white, forget it. Yeah, good luck if you have to go get a job. They, your, your resume is tossed in the trash before they even meet you. All they want is younger people and, you know, <coughs> excuse me, all kinds of agenda-based hiring. That's all it is. It's all it is on TV anymore. Paramount Network, Disney, everybody's woke. You know, simple white folk having, uh, having two kids in a car for an automobile ad, that just doesn't exist anymore. It just, have you, when was the last time you saw an ad with a middle, you know, an average white family? Forget it. You're done. You're done. So I guess Chris Wallace says, well, you know, if this breaks while I'm at Fox, I'm going to get, I'm going to get canned and I can't get hired anywhere. If I, if it happens over at CNN, they'll just suspend me for a couple months and let me back aboard. Hell, if they, if, if they suspended Andrew Tubin for jerking off on a video camera in front of other people, well, then I can get away with what I'm doing. You know, that's what's going on. You know, something is, hey, why would you go? Why? That makes no sense at all. I mean, like I said, it's not CNN. He's not leaving Fox for CNN. Don't let him kid you. When you read the article, he's going over to CNN Plus. Why is everything Plus now? Paramount Plus, NBC Plus, or Extreme, ABC Extreme, CBS Extreme. It's everything's Plus, Extreme, Premium. It's like those meat burgers. You know the 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 fake meat which tastes like shit. Those uh, the what they sell them at, at at Burger King and McDonald's they call it Impossible, the Impossible Burger, the Impossible Meat. It's not possible. It's garbage. Shit. Let's take a whole bunch of plant material and they shove it into a patty. Impossible burgers. Yeah, I suppose it tastes like meat to somebody who's never eaten meat. But have you ever had one of those things? It's like buying it. It's like biting into a wheat biscuit. Does it taste like anything like a hamburger? I tried it. I couldn't. I, I couldn't stomach it. Impossible burgers. Everything's plus premium. I mean, you go to a store now. It's not Walmart. It's Walmart Express. Target Ultimate. You know? It used to just be new and improved. When you had like a can of Ready Whip, it was Ready Whip, new and improved. Now it's plus extreme impossible shit. I guess that's, I guess that's marketing, right? Have the new Big Mac Extreme, which is nothing more than a Big Mac. <laughs> that used to be. I remember Big Macs used to be bigger. They, I swear to God, they were bigger and they were juicier. And they say now, well, we actually, we haven't changed the meat content. We changed the bun so it would match the meat because our consumers preferred that. Really? It's news to me. Nobody, I, nobody ever asked me anything about a survey about what I want on Big Mac or, or what was on it. I remember Big Macs were very sloppy burgers. So were Whoppers. You bit into it and all the stuff came out and juice came out. Not anymore. You dry as a bone. They do that. They do that for a couple reasons. They change the content of the bun. It doesn't have polyunsaturated fats or something like that. I don't know what the exact word is, but they change how buns are made. They change how apple pies are made. They no longer cook their fries in beef tallow, so they taste like shit too. Everything in McDonald's tastes like shit, in my opinion. 
Not that it was a great food before, but my God. Now it's, 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 all that stuff is inedible. That fast food, inedible. It's no wonder all these new fast food places are popping up. You know, new, new chicken places and whatnot under new names because the old stuff is, is inedible. So Chris Wallace is going to, to CNN Plus. It's just going to be, it's like newscasting. It's inedible. You can't watch it even, you can't watch it. It's just people clucking. Clucking whatever narrative they're trying to say. Speaking of narratives, I got to talk to you about booster shots. Fauci was in, in uh, talking again. How that guy still has the job after all these years, I, I do not know. I it, If there is proof that of immortality, it's getting a government job, this is it. This is a classic example of somebody who should have been fired 40 years ago and wasn't and, and how, where we've gotten. We got to talk about that. Then I want to talk about violence in our society and why government is so afraid of it. Then we've got to talk about Biden and the Midwest and the tornadoes and a little bit about unions and right to work and all that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So Fauci was out again yesterday, and he was talking, blah, blah, blah. Sounds like Charlie Brown's fucking teacher, really. And he was saying, well, you know, Americans have got to get used to these booster shots, and more booster shots are coming. Why would I take a booster shot for something that didn't work the first time? Obviously, it's not working. Obviously, people are still getting it. People are still transmitting it. People are even dying who've been vaccinated. I know the numbers are lower, but that would happen anyway with a virus. Viruses always mutate. They become more transmissible and when they become more transmissible, they become less deadly. That's just that's a that's the they've been the history of viruses. It doesn't just matter on coronaviruses. As it passes through the human genome, it mutates. 
And I was worried that this one would mutate into something horrible, but it's mutating into a less deadly variant, like with the Omicron. Omicron. Everybody was panicked. Slap down more sanctions. When it was a bunch of people in South Africa who got it, a handful of people in South Africa got it, and they had a mild cough and a runny nose, and everyone went crazy. The day after they announced the Omicron variant in South Africa, the New York governor, Kathy Hoichel, shut down the state. And then, of course... So did the cities. It's always the liberal states. And some liberals are not on board with this. They're saying, no, enough of this. It's been years now. We're just we're not going to play that game anymore. We're just going to have to let... These, look, if you'd have just let it run its course, it would have been less people dead. I don't mean less people from COVID. I mean less people overall. You know, people have been committing suicide. They've been major sociological problems. The economy has been train wrecked because of COVID, and it's now being exacerbated by Biden. It's just like the housing crisis in 2007. Housing crisis train wrecked the economy in 2007, but it was largely over by the time Obama took over. And guess what happened? He just exacerbated it, prolonged it, just like FDR, prolonging the Great Depression. So Fauci's out there talking about, oh, the bad news is we're going to have to have these booster shots. Uh, well, here's the good news. The good news is I ain't taking it. The good news is you don't have to take it either. And you can take your risks. And there is a possibility that if you've never had the vaccine and if you've never had the booster, you might get COVID and you might die. But I got to tell you, that exists still today, whether you got the vaccine or booster shots or whatever. How, how many needle shots can you take? I mean, why don't we just hook ourselves up to an, an IV line? I mean, didn't we give God give us an immune system for a reason? At some point, you have to say no. I understand. Look, I understand. I took the vaccine. I'm not going to take it again. I had to get the antibodies in my system one way or the other. So I did it. I don't regret it. I don't enjoy it. I'm not proud of it. I think it's up to each individual to decide for themselves whether they want to take it or not. But don't think it's going to save you. Don't think it's, it's going to be some sort of miracle drug because you got to take booster shots now. Obviously, the shit wears off. So what was the point? Why don't we just spend time investigating it and studying it and developing a real vaccine, something that you take and you never get it again, like polio or like measles or like one of the, any of the other vaccines. When I was a kid, when you took a vaccine, that was it. You were immune. Oh, sometimes they had like with polio, they said, well, our first vaccine wasn't effective. So you got to take this little sugar cube and boost it a little bit, but that's it. We'll just, we just want to be on the safe side. Okay, I get that. But these injections and then carrying a card around? I don't carry my card. I just I keep it just in case. In case I need to get out of the country. Because I know what's coming. It's just going to get worse. As long as we're willing to go along with the mandates, it's going to get worse. If we didn't go along with the mandates and we just left it to the doctors, that would be one thing. Then I wouldn't care. This wouldn't be a story every time I opened up the newspaper, right? But it's the mandates that are the problem. It's not the doctors. It's not the vaccine because you can decide whether you want to take it or not. It's not an issue. What the issue is, is government saying, oh, this is this and that's that. It's like it's the CDC is really is the problem. When you really boil it all down, it's Fauci and the CDC that's the problem. Telling everybody what to do. Instead of just going, okay, here's the guidelines. Here's the government studies show. Government studies show this vaccine helps. Take it or don't take it. It's on you. That would be okay. That's what I, I thought we were all funding with the CDC. 
And some and, and you fund an 800 number, you can call, hey, listen, my daughter just drank a gallon of bleach. What do I do? You know, that's what the CDC is for. It's not for telling people what to do. And now they're telling doctors what to do, which is even more incredible. Look, you have a diet. You go to the doctor for a blood test. What did they say? You got high cholesterol. Okay, so you don't eat meat. Oh, you got to eat less meat. So you eat less meat, but you're still hungry. You got to eat something else to replace the meat. So what do you do? You eat things like carbohydrates, bread, pasta, vegetables, whatever. Whatever is a carbo. You, you supplement protein because you, you feel weak and tired, so you need some energy. So you, what do you, they tell you? Oh, eat carbos. Carbs are good. You know, high energy. Every road runner takes a bunch of load of car, carbo loading. Remember this? Carbo loading. So then you go back to your doctor. What does he tell you? Oh, your triglycerides are high. You're eating too many carbos. So you go, well, fuck, I can't eat meat. I can't eat bread. What can I eat? Well, you know, if you need quick energy, what do you do? Eat a candy bar. Remember this? Take a candy bar. Eat a candy bar. You Go ahead, eat a candy bar. So you eat a candy bar. Now you're eating fucking, remember energy bars? They're just a block of sugar with, with like high protein and high something corn syrup. So you take one of those. Then you go back to the doctor for, for your next physical. And he goes, you know what? You're eating too much sugars. You're pre-diabetic. You got to start taking this medicine. And each time along the way, you got to take what? For your cholesterol, statin drugs. And for triglycerides, they got another drug. And for diabetes, they got another drug. Pretty soon, you're on fucking 18 different pills. And you can't eat anything. They're not going to be happy until you're eating nothing but kale. And then they're going to come out and tell you, you know what's really bad for you? Kale. Because, you know, all these people are getting pancreatic cancer. You ever wonder why so many of these celebrities and stuff are getting pancreatic cancer? Think about it. What are they putting on crops? The weed killer and the pesticides and the crap that goes in these Monsanto stuff. What do you think that's doing to your body that you're taking in? And all these people are croaking. Patrick Swayze. Who is the host? Alex Trebek. Paul McCartney's wife. Well, this goes on. It's endless. It's always what? Pancreatic cancer. Take a look at a chart. The explosion of pancreatic cancer. Explosion in our society. What do you think that's linked to? That's what they're going to come out with next. They're going to say, oh, you know what? You're eating too much kale and these pesticides and we need to control that. And here, here's a pill for that. They're talking about a COVID pill that you take. Oh, we'll take a COVID pill. And all you do is get on a treadmill. Go stand, go stand at a Walmart. At the pharmacy counter. Or you know how they have benches. In every Walmart they have benches. Just sit down. Nobody will tell you not to go. And watch how many prescriptions they make in, a, in, a, in 15 minutes while you're there. The fucking guys come out with bundles. I mean they literally put racks of bundles. I mean, we're an over-medicated society. And it's all because of the CDC. Because what does the CDC do? Oh, 200 cholesterol. That's okay. And then next month. Oh, what, you know what? The new guideline is 180. 160. I remember when normal blood pressure was 140 over 90. That was normal. And then it went to what? 120 over 80. Now you know what they're telling you? 110 over 70. I defy anyone to be functional on blood pressure below 110 over 70. You sit around like this. And they're going to put medication. Oh, that's the new guideline. It's out of control, man. They just keep lowering the guideline and increasing the medicine. As soon as a new medicine comes out, they increase the guideline. They're in the pocket of Chinese and the pharmaceutical companies, man. Why do, why do you trust it? And now a doctor does. What does the doctor do when you go 
now and you go for your physical do they examine you do they put their hands on you did they do all the treks that you used to when i was a kid a doctor did nothing but you know examine you what do they do now they stare into their laptop and ask you questions you feel bad no let's take a look at your blood they ask you a whole bunch of questions do you feel safe at home do you own a gun do you want to commit suicide well i do after this fucking meeting and then they have it. Then the guy never looks at you, or the woman now never looks at you. And then all of a sudden, you, they go, "Okay, go take your blood. You got to fast for twelve hours before we take your blood. So you're starving to death. You're ravenous by the time you get out there. You go home and you think it's all over. And you get a call from the, from the fucking pharmacy. Your doctor is sending over meds. I didn't order any meds. Oh, your doctor did, but he didn't call you and tell you anything. That happened to me. I'm like, what? I go to I go. What the hell is this? I'm not taking this. And on and on it goes. That's medicine now. Whatever the CDC says, take pill take. That's what medicine is now. It's ridiculous. Out of control. I don't know why people are going to do it. Why we, they're never going to admit they made a mistake. They're never going to say, oh, you know what? We really, the, the vaccine really needs to be improved before we give it out. And we need to be cautious about it. Wash your hands and whatnot. But the advice we gave you in the past has not been correct. About masks, about this, about that, whatever. So you know what we're going to do? We're just going to let the doctors handle it. They'll never do that. Fauci will never do that. Despite when being called up in front of Congress... And numerous congressmen read his own quotes back to him. How they were correct and then incorrect, then correct, then incorrect. He said, well, the, the science changed. Well, how come it's okay for the science to change on the CDC and the COVID, but not on climate change? How come, it, that, how come climate change, we're always, always being told, the science is settled. It wasn't settled with the COVID. Why should it be settled with, with climate change? Let's talk about that next. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, today really didn't start out to be a rant. I was very relaxed mode. I had a great weekend with my better half. We decided to do a little road tripping. Not for very far. A couple hours. We went up to, uh, what's that little frontier town? Not frontier town. Western. Wickenburg. And we went to the Western Museum. We got to meet some great people there. The shout out to the people at, at the Wickenburg Museum. They stand on their feet all day and they talk to people about Western history. And it's a beautiful museum. It really is fabulous. They have a, a inside, in like in the museum building itself, they have a, a Western town set up like it was back in the day with the actual like rooms in what the frontier people lived like and then what what life was like in the mid 1800s in the old west and what they went through and all the things that they did and all the work they put in all the people that went into it it and they have a beautiful display of numerous paintings famous western paintings and remington art there's a whole bunch of remingtons there it's a beautiful fabulous facility it's not very big. It's like a local museum. But it's a beautiful little town and, and beautiful little community and wonderful people. You know, I, we were talking and I said, man, I'm sorry I didn't move into Wickenburg and I moved out where I did. I said, I, this town is beautiful. It's like old old time Main Street. All the little shopkeepers on their little and they sell all kinds of unique and fun stuff. We had a great time. It was just for a few hours. Just drove out, you know. Because we have dogs, I can't leave them alone for too long. And not to mention the fact that my wife's health is an issue. And real issues. Not not CDC issues, as I like to say. It's real issues. So I, I came back home and I watched the football games. are terrible today. They were all one-sided affairs. And we just sat around for the rest of the weekend. And it was just, it was really nice to, to you know, put... And then I, you know, I saw these what happened in, in in the Midwest with the tornadoes. And usually when when I saw when I turn on the news for a few minutes, because I, I said I got to find out what's going on in the world because I don't listen to the news, I don't listen to the radio. I, I say I got to find out because I got to you know talk about stuff on Monday. And I had already had a few ideas about today. And so I said, oh, what's going on? And in in the Midwest, they're having horrific tornadoes. There was something like 70 people killed, a bunch of people at an Amazon warehouse. You know, because these Amazon warehouses are nothing more than, than corrugated tin over a frame. They're, they're like the big box stores. If you ever, have you ever really looked at the ceiling of a big box store? Take a look up. All it is is corrugated tin. That's really all it is. It's just sheet metal and a big air conditioner. And then your shelves, you know, everything. But there's not much to those buildings. They're just empty shelves. And when there's a big storm, they... they they come open like a, a tin can. A lot, of, a lot of people don't realize how flimsy big box stores are. They do that for cost. And then it, this building that there was Amazon workers in, they were shipping all these goods out. It, it got ripped open and killed a bunch of people. And it's a horrible situation. And it's not like it hasn't happened before. I remember many times there have been major tornadoes in the midwest back east kentucky and when i say midwest i mean anything west of the east of the rockies up to the 
eastern seaboard. It's pretty much all the, you know, middle America states, Missouri, Nebraska, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio River Valley. They get ferocious storms. I mean, really bad storms. And they happen every few years. It's nothing new. It's nothing un- unusual. You can look up the historical uh, facts about how many people were killed, about what tornado went. There, there's lists, an armlet, all load on Wikipedia of, of events where more than a few people got killed in a tornado. There's been times where hundreds of people have been killed at a time. It's just that now with social media and broadcast news in our home 24-7, you hear about it instantly and you see horrible pictures of it. I mean, it's been des- decimated. I really feel for those people. I do. I mean, it's a tough life. And, and, and the thing is, is the reason why you're seeing probably uh, a more shocking value is because people are now working around the clock in these big box stores. Most of these stores are open 24-7. Certainly the Amazon distribution center. So there's people there. Normally you'd be at home in the middle of the night when something like this happened. You go to your, your tornado warning shelter. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen that way this time. And a lot of people got killed. And it was a terrible situation. And we're always told the Democrats care about America. They care about the Midwest. They care about you. Here's a check. They care about how things are bad in an urban center. Here's a check. That really amounts to their caring. Here's a check. That's their solution to everything. Here's a check. Here's a check. Here's a subsidy. And here's new rules which are going to apply to your life 24-7, seven days a week for the rest of your life, even though this was only a once-in-a-lifetime incident. This is going to change your life uh, enormously. We're going to build our houses differently. We're going to spend our money differently. We're going to treat everything different. We're going to form new agencies and all because why? One incident. We're always told about the caring left. They really care about you. Okay. So Biden hears about it. Says, I'm going to make a speech. Oh, great. Sleepy Joe is going to make a speech. He makes a speech and he insults everybody saying, well, you know what? This is all your own fault because of climate change. And we need to change the way we live. And if we didn't have all this climate change, these tornadoes wouldn't happen. I don't know what's worse. The lie that he told about how this is because of climate change or the fact that he's talking about climate change while they're still carrying bodies out of rolling down buildings. I don't know what's worse. And he does it in the Midwest. Of all the people in the world that you don't want to insult, it's the Midwest. It's middle America. And Biden said he was going to be the president that brings America together. What is more divisive than standing in the rubble, essentially? I know he's, he did it at a remote setting, but that's not the point. While standing in the rubble of people's broken lives, while they're burying their wives, husbands, loved ones, children... Well, it's all your fault because of climate change. Can you imagine? This is the caring left. This is the president that's going to bring us together. That's the last thing you want to talk about. You want to talk about it later in Congress after it's all settled. Okay, that's fine. We can all talk about it. You want to do it while standing on the corpses of people. That's a little different. I took this issue many times in many states, in many conditions, anytime there's a, a horrible incident, like a school shooting, uh, a terrific storm, or something like that, politicians have a tendency to stand in front and say, I told you so. It's one thing if me on my little podcast 
when things get fucked up and I tell you, oh, I told you so, that's one thing. But I will never do that while standing over the corpse of bo- uh, bodies that are unburied. I will never do that. I will never talk about a school shooting until all the facts are in and all the dead are buried. Then you can start making recriminations about the way things are being handled. It's just not done. You don't do that. You don't talk about how awful police officers are while the guy's still bleeding in the street. And they should know that as if they had any empathy. Oh, they're good about, you know, the crocodile tears, right? Oh, I really feel your pain. Remember that? Clint, I, that was a bullshit story, but people bought it. I really feel your pain. Remember Bill Clinton? Where was Biden's I feel your pain? Oh, you fucker guys, you're using too many fossil fuels. Fossil fuels, which you guys in the Ohio River Valley are helping to farm with coal mining, gas mining, biofuels. Really, they're the problem. I got a home film. My better half, her family, Midwest, and she's got films, family videos taken during the 1920s and 30s that she had converted to TV. It's a remarkable footage. I told her you should make a copy of this and give it to a museum because that's where it belongs. Films of people during the 20s, 30s, and whatnot, her her great-grandparents, video, where they were standing in rubble of Midwestern houses and they had nothing. You know what they did to keep warm on the night of the tornado? This is a true story and it's on film. On the night of the tornado that had wiped out all the homes in the community, they took what was left of their homes and they brought it to a community area and they burned it all to keep warm. You talk about white privilege. You talk about living hard. Can you imagine in order to survive for the next few days, you had to burn the wood of your house to keep warm? That's an incredible... And they they weren't all crying about it. They weren't all in misery. They were all laughing and talking about it, holding up their children to the camera and saying, oh, we're okay, we'll be fine. That's, that's what we used to be. What happened to those? What, that's why I've said to me, what happened to America? We forgot what we, we are. We used to be the toughest sons of bitches on the planet. Don't worry about it. Get in a wagon train. We'll go west during the Great, um, the great Dust Bowl. Oh, don't worry about it. Hop in the vehicle. Grapes of Wrath. Haven't you ever read it? If you haven't, you're missing out. We got to get a job. We got to go work in California. They worked for a labor camp for pennies a day just to survive. They packed up the whole family with the hopes, the hopes of getting a job. Not to mention the fact that all the wagon trains moving from the East Coast to the West to open land because more opportunity existed. That's what America is. I, I, for one, have spent a great deal of time in Death Valley, both as a geologist and as a, as a recreationer. Still in the dirt, in the mud of Death Valley, you can see the wagon tracks carved into the, into the mud as people traveled across Death Valley. And you had to do it in the heat of summer because you had to make the Sierras before winter came. So they crossed it in 100-degree heat plus just so they could have a better life in California where the land was fertile. It's still there. The tracks are what they did. 
if you look around, I swear to you, there are still bits of wagon wheels that were broken and stuff. And there's little signs like, oh, if you look carefully, this is where the wagon trails were. They used to mine borax in the area. That, that was America. What happened to us? I can tell you what happened. The caring left. Back in the day, they didn't screw around, man. They were tough people. Can you imagine what they would be like today faced with the guys in government that we're facing today? With these morons? With these yahoos running things? What would they be doing now? What do you think? You ever see that shirt? It's a famous, it's a well-known saying. Our founding fathers, our framers would be shooting by now. Let's, let's talk about violence a second. We'll be right back. You know, as an intellectual, which I consider myself, I'm abhorrent to violence. I don't. I believe that people can talk things out. When you have two or three reasonable people and you sit down at a table, you work it out. What do you want? Okay, I want this. What do you want? Well, I want that. Well, we can't have both. So we'll come out somewhere in the middle. We'll work it out. But I'm not going to sacrifice my principles or I'm not going to say. And, and, and that goes for right and left. I'm a firm believer in that. I believe in our system of government where we have an established system of order, where we have representatives that make those decisions for us. I vote for a representative to represent me in the federal government. I vote for a state representative to represent my state. I also vote for my local authorities, my school board, and I want them to represent my interests, whatever I think is right. I didn't choose them to make decisions for me. I choose them to make decisions that I want done. It doesn't go the other way. Liberals have a very different idea of government. They think you hire better and smarter people to decide how to live your life. Ask them. Talk to them. For those of you who can stomach it, talk to one of these blue hair freaks while they pet their cat. What exactly do you expect government to do for you? They think because something is said in a book somewhere that it's that you should have to live that way. They think government's supposed to tell you what to do. That's why they're all on board with mass democracy. If 50 people get in a room and you get 26 to agree with you, that's the way it goes for all 50. They believe that. That's not what our framers of our constitution wanted. They want where you have a people who are a minority, let's say the 24 out of 50, they're going to have a say too. And they, if they don't agree to it, then that doesn't happen. And then we just go on as we have been doing. And basically government only does things the way most people want it, the vast majority, both right and left. That's a good system. Really works well. What's the one thing that threatens, really, safety? It's violence, right? Nobody really wants it. Not right or left. But there is also a place for it. Because at some point, when things get so bad, like when the Nazis took over, sometimes violence becomes a necessary evil. And it is evil. It should be shunned. Because that's when the arguing is over. That's when the reasonable discussion becomes an end. Then it just becomes might makes right. 
whoever's got the most firepower or the most heart or the most devious enemy or the well, you know, that's what it comes down to. It doesn't necessarily be right. It's like when the, when the Nazis took over, you had a resistance movement in France. They were violent. That was a violent assault on government, wasn't it? The French resistance against the Nazis. Well, the Nazis were terrible people. Yeah, I know, but it got, had to get to that point, right? The framers of our con 1776, another good example. They said, no, we can't live with the king telling us what to do, and we don't get a say in it. And so we're going to pick up guns, we're going to throw them out of the country, and we're, going to, we're not going to allow the King George to run amok over the United States or the colonies at that time. Then it made sense. Well, he's not going to listen to us. He's not going to do what we say. Because we don't have a say. We don't have, we don't have the, French, the English colonies didn't have seats in Parliament. And they were told, when they asked, they asked for seats in Parliament, they said, well, we want representation. This is getting out of hand, these taxations and whatever. And, and we can argue whether it was appropriate or not, whether the tax was fair or not to the colonists. That's another discussion for another day. The fact is, is they didn't have representation. They just wanted representation. King George told them to go pound sand. And when they did, they had discussions about it. And then they sent a second emissary. And they said, look. We want peace at all costs. And we want to, you know, but we have to have certain things before we give up our guns or before we sit down and we sit down and shut up. And King George told him once again, pound sand. That's when the revolution happened. When King George didn't listen. Same thing with King Louis in France. So they stormed the Bastille. The French people said, oh, we're tired of government. So they turned to violence. Because King Louis wasn't listening to him. And then King Louis came out and said, okay, okay, settle down. I'll listen to you. Except he didn't. He lied. And then you had the French Revolution. And it was years and years and years of bloody violence afterward. But what are they doing now in society? What are they training people? Because that's what it is. School. Education. They're training you. Not what I said. That violence is inappropriate and wrong. No, no. They're saying violence is inappropriate and wrong under any circumstance. That's just as bad. Because there are circumstances. I just gave you three that are examples of it. That's not to justify it right now in our society. Don't get me wrong. We haven't anywhere near that. But it's coming. And what's going to happen? That, that's why it hasn't happened yet. You know, like I said before in the last segment, why, why do we people say, well, our framers of our constitution, our founding fathers would be shooting by now? Because back then, they took a little different attitude about violence. They said, no violence, but we'll do it if we have to. They went to the King George twice, one time right before the Declaration of Independence, which was a, a statement of violence. No, that's it. We're taking up arms against you. We rebel. They recognize that at some point, violence becomes necessary. When usually the defining point, when government, which is supposed to be a self-government, government by the people, is no longer listening to people at all. No, your representation isn't valid. I got news for you. We're really fucking close right now. When Nancy Pelosi sits up on the hill and says, we're going to investigate people because of their ideology when 
Merrick Garland sits in front of Congress and says, no, we're not going to investigate the parents, but we're not going to rescind the letter and then goes out and does this very same thing in Texas. They're not listening to you. When the American people stand up and said, no more mandates, no vaccines. I mean, look at how many people are on Facebook with that little logo saying no to mandates. They're not saying no to vaccine. They're just saying, no, we don't want mandates. And then the, what's his face? Fauci comes out and says, oh, Americans are going to have to get used to being told what to do. They're really close. And that's why they're so afraid of it. That's why they've been training us to reject violence in any form, because they know that's the only way it'll change. That's the only thing that'll happen when, when we start listening to them. That's it. What do they say to school kids when you get in a fight in school? When I was a kid, who started it? That was the thing. That was, right, I don't know if you remember this. Maybe you're too young. But in school, who got in trouble if there was a fight? The guy who started it, right? The guy who was going around being a bully. The guy who was saying something that he shouldn't. What do they do now? Who do they punish? The bullied. The person who's struck back, who fought back. The guy gets shoved around. And, and, and now what's happening to our kids when they have no out, out, outlet for that? When they have no outlet, when they get bullied on social media, when they're told they're too fat, they're, they're too white, they're too black, or whatever it is they're bullying kids for. Your nose is too big. Your ears are too big. Your eyes are too small. Whatever. Whatever is the the thing of the day because kids do that there's a thing of a day you have to have this you have to have blue eyes and if you don't have blue eyes you're 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 the problem they tell you no you can't strike back you can't fight back that you're the problem and you're punished for punching the bully even though the bully is stealing your quarters every day at lunch you're punished what do you think that does to a human being's psyche when he's told i can't fight the bully and I, and I can't go to my teachers, and I can't fight back. What do you think happened? That's why you've seen so many suicides. And they're always over what? Bullying. Because they don't feel they can get an answer. They don't feel that there's fairness. They go home, and they're told what by their parents? Don't fight back. Don't punch back. Don't do that. You'll get detention. You'll get in trouble. Or you might get beat up. Oh, God forbid you get beat up. I had plenty of fights when I was a kid. Some I lost, some I won. That's the way it works. And so what if you get a, a, a bloody nose or a black eye or a tooth knocked out? It's not so bad. As long as you give as, long, as good as you got. Now, I probably would raise kids different than they raise kids now. I would say to my, if I had a son or a daughter, oh, you're getting bullied? Go kick his ass. Oh, that, you can't do that. Oh, no. Then you get in trouble as the parent. Then the principal calls you into the office. You're teaching your kid to be violent. The reason that, that this whole narrative, that violence under any form, is abhorrent, that you can't fight back, is because they know they lose control when that happens. It's just like January 6th. They lost control of a small group of people. The people got so upset at government at the fact that, why? Why did, why did those people even go to a rally on January 6th? Because they thought government wasn't listening to them anymore. They thought that my vote doesn't count. They thought that the vote had been stolen. 
So they felt they were going to do something about it. That's not something that should be punished. You say, okay, look, you broke up a Senate meeting. I know what the law is, but look, we're going to give you 30 days and then you go home. You've all been in that jail and, and in, the, in the dark hole of Washington, D.C. for more than that. Just go home. Just forget about it. All right? Let the bygones be bygones. If, if the President Biden wanted to bring this country together, he would issue a blanket statement. Time served. Everyone go home. Forget about it. Not Ansel Pants. She's up there, mispressed the charge. She's calling up a Trump officials for doing what? Encouraging it. Encouraging what? Saying no to government. That's what January 6th is all about. A bunch of people said no to government. And I, I agree. People who should not be going around attacking and, 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 and doing what they did. But at the same time, you shouldn't be harsh with them. That's America. There are going to be people that don't like what you say. There are going to be people who don't like to be told what to do or how to do it. And worst of all, you cannot tell the American people that your vote doesn't count, that you don't count, that we're not listening to you. Is there anything coming out of the House of Representatives that suggests to you that they're listening to you? They're $30 trillion in debt. Americans, I, I cannot go to a gas pump in the Phoenix area without seeing a Let's Go Brandon sticker on it or FJ, uh, uh, FJB on the friggin' thing? Not one. I have yet to be with one. And I don't care where it was. In the center of Phoenix or out in the boonies or up in Wickenburg. Everyone, FJB, Let's Go Brandon. I did that. You know that sticker that's, that everyone's shoving on everything? You think that they're listening to you? What, what are they saying to you? Oh, you just got to deal with it. Inflation, oh, you just got to get used to it. There was, I had a story here. They, oh, you just got to get used to it. Let me pull it up a second. I could not believe that someone would take this attitude about, I mean, these are people which have hired you to run their country. It's like Fauci who says, I, I'll just stay with that. Fauci who says, you're just going to have to deal with all these booster shots. You're just going to have to deal with these mask mandates. No, we're not. That's not how America works. And I know that people are going to say, well, people will get killed. Well, that's that may be. You think people weren't killed in the American Revolution? You think people weren't killed during the French Revolution? Do you, we're trying to avoid debts. Really, that's what it really comes down to. Sitting down and talking it out and then listening to people on both sides is how you prevent debts. Well, we don't want the mandates. Okay, well, we'll do something else. We'll put out some stronger guidelines, but we're going to have to let people do be people. In a free country, that's what you do. You have to let people be people. Why, why do we have mental defectives on the street? I ask you this question because this is relevant. Why do we have derelicts, you know, mental midgets that are walking around the streets and pushing people under the subways? Why? Well, because we don't institutionalize people anymore. We don't. Do you know why we don't institutionalize people? Think about it. Because we don't want to end up as an onerous society which locks people up for their political beliefs. We don't warehouse people in America. We're a free society. And yeah, there's a downside to it. Every now and then, you're going to have somebody who's a mental midget who shoves people on the street. But the people who continually do it are the people you lock up. That's the system that we have now. That's a good one. I'm willing to live with a certain level of violence in order to have a free people. I do not want to go back to the days of one flew over the cuckoo's nest where Randall Patrick McMurphy had half his brain cut out because some nurse got a hair up her ass about him. 
I don't want to go back to that because that did happen and it was commonplace. That's why people read that book. You should read it, not just watch the movie. Read the book to under, really understand what was going on to R.P. McMurphy. And now they're taking that out on society. They're turning society into a bunch of R.P. McMurphys laying on the bed with our brains cut out. Take these pills. Do this. Do that. Uh, just zombifying people. There's a great line from the book about ball busters. I'm going to leave it to you to Google it. Re look up Ken Kesey on ball busters. It's from the book, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And you'll understand what's going on in society now. And you understand why I'm angry and what's going on when I see when I see Joe Biden stand on the bodies of dead people saying, oh, it's all your fault and get used to it. When I see economic advisors come out and say, don't worry about inflation. It's just going to have to. Why, why isn't Joe Biden getting credit for the economy? Because the economy increase is worthless when you have double digit inflation. Why do you think? What does it matter? The American people are upset. Why don't you address that instead of top telling us what to do and all how to do it all the time? I I, I got to take a break. I, let's talk about about laws and unions a little bit. We'll be right back. Uh, we're almost out of time. You know, lately we've been getting a lot of new listeners uh, to the show because I occasionally drop clips of the show on Rumble and on Facebook and other places, which I didn't do on the video clip. And people have a tendency to want to see video clips. So I've been putting these clips out and I've had a number of people say, wow, how long have you been doing this? I've never heard you before. This is a great show, blah, blah, blah. I get the emails, you know. I think I'll put this a series of this show up because people really like the rant. I don't really like to spend a lot of time ranting. I'd rather talk about facts and, and be a little bit more intellectual. But you get into a situation like I in the news I opened up today. And I'm like, what the hell has been going on? I can't take a day off. I can't take two days off. When, I, when I'm on the road trip and I go to pump my gas and there's $4 a gallon and there's a big sticker on the bump, let's go Brandon with that finger. <laughs> you know, this, this is the kind of thing that I love Americans for. I love that. I love that Americans are happy to give you the finger if they don't think that you're doing such a good job. It's great. That's what makes America great. Oh, they want to censor it, shut it down. That's why Nancy Pelosi wants to have that commission. So, oh, these, these Republicans are violent. <laughs> if you think Republicans are violent now... Wait until you see what happens when you continue to ignore them. You go, you keep doing this for year after year, and sooner or later, there'll be more than just a couple hundred up on that hill. I mark my words. Not that I wanted it to happen. My God, I was sitting here on January 6th, and I was horrified at what was going on. I was like, oh, these guys need to sit down. Oh, this is not going to end well. This is going to just give them an excuse for a police state. But I got to tell you, with 140 million gun owners out there and the kind of shit that they're saying... You're begging for it, man. These people are fed up. I talk to people. I, I, I have conversations and they're, I mean, they're fucking fed up. 
they're they're talking things you know and i used to go to tea party meetings and i get told the tea party keep your powder dry and i used to go oh don't worry you know to just mouth it off it's more than that now i'm telling you there's a lot of unhappy people in this country that are going to take matters into their own hands and it's not going to be pretty just look just recognize it all you have to do is say okay we recognize this is a problem we recognize the supply chain is a problem. We recognize these mandates are a problem. We recognize that inflation is a problem and we're going to have to do something. Let's pull back. Let's pull back on this. Let's pull back on that. We know this is causing it. Okay, we were wrong. All you got to do is say that. Americans are one of the most forgiving. That's what, another reason why I love Americans. They are very forgiving people. If Biden were to come out and say, you know what? We're going to pull back some of these plans because we just jumped the gun a little too much on this economy. We're spending a little too much money. We're just going to you know, cut half of it and, and let the other half go. And we're just not going to spend it. We're not going to print the money. And, and we're not going to do a debt increase. We're going to do it with the money we have. All these problems would go away for, for Brandon. I guarantee you. Because Americans don't want trouble. The Americans want to just go around their lives. They just want to live free. They don't really care about what government says or does. Most people don't. They just want it not to bother them. That's really what it boils down to. That's why they, they would not, they're not upset at Biden getting elected. They're upset because they think that their vote for Donald Trump didn't count. That's why they're upset. And she doesn't get that Pelosi up on the hill. She thinks, well, all these Republicans are violent. No, they're not. They all have homes and families and jobs. But they recognize, hey, listen, if you're not even going to listen to us, well, we're not, we're not going to live like this any longer. That's a reasonable conclusion to come to. And it's what has happened in history, time after time after time again. When you have government that doesn't listen to the people and tries to tell them what to do, you're begging for it. You're asking for trouble. People can only take so much. And this inflation, where they can't put food on their table at a reasonable price, is coming to that. When people go to the supermarket and say, we got to forgo the roast, we got to forgo the things that we're used to and have had, even under bad presidents, then they're going to get sore. And they're going to take matters into their own hands. Wake up. It's, it's like with this union. I mean, Kellogg's. Have you heard about this Kellogg's foods? You know, they make breakfast cereal. Kellogg's. Have you ever read the story? Kellogg? He's a nut. From guy, the guy himself back in the day. He's a, he's a health nut. He said, oh, everyone should be eating cereals and grains and not eating meat. Whatever. Everyone took him as a nut. There was a great movie about it. Uh, the Road to Wellville, Anthony Hopkins and uh, Matthew, uh, oh gosh, his name, from, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Great movie. It's a, it's a comedy. It's a satire on what Kellogg was like and his health club and all the wacky things that we did for our health in the 1890s. You know, like put people in electric shock baths and stuff like that. Well, anyway, Kellogg's having problems with employees that don't want to work. Union. Union troubles. And the union says, well, we're going to strike. We're not going to work unless we get this and we get that and we get that. And Kellogg's has said, look, we've gone through years of negotiations. We told you if we give you this stuff, we're going to go bankrupt. We're not going to do that. We're the stockholders. We expect a certain return on our investment. We don't get it. We shut up the town. That's how it works. That's the way unions are supposed to work. Unions, people have a right to collectively bargain. People do have this right. They have a right to go into a boss and say, My, our working conditions are bad. We're not getting enough pay. 
if we can't afford to live, we want this money. At that point, the union says, uh, the, the Kellogg, let's say, the factory says, okay, here's our books. Here's what we're making. Here's what goes to investors. Here's what goes to the paychecks, et cetera, et cetera. You tell us. What do we cut? We can't give you what you want. If we did that, our company would go bankrupt because all of our investors would sell their stock. The stock would go down and then the Kellogg's would whoop, go disappear. And they've been going through negotiations for years. Kellogg's has now said, okay, look, we, we got to hire replacement workers. They have that right. That's the counterbalance to unions. The counterbalance being, we'll go out of business if we do this. We're just going to hire other people. And they have a right to do that too. Unfortunately, government has all kinds of laws to protect unions. They don't have laws to protect employers, lots of laws to protect unions. So Biden opens up his yap today. Uh, I'm very disturbed by what's going on at Kellogg's. Why? They've been on strike for years. You should be disturbed about those workers demanding for years things that they obviously cannot get. Kellogg's has a right to operate for whatever profit they feel that this necessary. That's why investors invest in the company, to get a return. If they don't feel that they're going to get a return, if they get a return that's greater somewhere else, they're just going to sell their stock. And then the company goes, boink, goes out of business. Or the family that owns it wants to earn a certain amount of money on the money that they've in the time. That's all, that's all investment is, is risk and time. Those factors. And the more risk and the more time you're willing to live with, the greater return you can have. Well, the workers say, well, we want a larger share. Okay. Well, we talk about it. We'll offer this. We'll offer that. They've been doing it for years. And now the federal government is saying, oh, we're upset. Why are you upset? What do you got to fucking say about what goes on between the workers and the, and the employee and the, and the, union, and the, the employer? Why, why does it concern you? There are already too many laws that protect unions. It's ridiculous. Now, people have a right to collectively bargain. I believe in laws that protect the right to you. But when you start getting involved with, we don't like the outcome of that negotiation, either hiring new employees or the terms at which the employees work, then we have a problem. Then America has a problem. Then you've got a government that's what? Fascist when it begins to do these things. When they start to take over, when they start to decide how and what and where you make your profits and at what level you make. No, Kellogg's has the right to make as much profit as it wants. One penny or one million pennies. Doesn't matter. That's their right in a capitalistic and free society. When that government says you don't have a right to earn the amount of money that you want to earn on an investment or on a business, then you have a fascist government. And we're coming to that. It, the people that run Kellogg's and the board of investors and CEO, they have a right to run that company in any way they see fit. If they only want to pay their employees a minimum wage and they want to have dangerous conditions or whatever it is, they have a right to do that. You have a right not to work there or negotiate for better conditions, right? What is a government's business? What goes on? Well, we're here to protect the people. Well, there's laws. You can't do anything that will openly kill people. You have to pay a minimum wage. They're not in violation of the law. Oh, you want to make laws saying that we can't make this level of profit or we can't fire an employee who refuses to work. Well, then we got a problem. We're out of time again.
You have a right to work anywhere you want, and an employer has a right not to hire you or to hire you. Unions get away in, in way of that process because they're protected now. Johnny Friendly of the world are protected. They got government in their pocket. You want that? You want it to continue? You want to go back to the old days where the unions were in cahoots with local government and said who could work on the docks and who can't? Right to work states prevent that. It used to be the point where you had to go appeal to the union boss in order to get a job down on the docks. Movie on the waterfront. Go watch it. Actually, there's some books about it. That's the way it works in King George's England. That's the way it worked in communist Russia. That's the way it worked in Hitler's Germany. Do you want that here? No, I don't. Maybe you do. Maybe you're one of those people who just has been brainwashed from a school age forward that somehow a fascistic, socialistic state is where you want to live. I, maybe you are. If you are, I don't know why you're listening to this show. You're not going to hear anything you like. But we're out of time for today. I hope you enjoyed today's. I, I'm going to label it rant. I didn't. I didn't really want to rant because I was in a good mood. I was. In, I was getting ready. I had short time disease in the worst way. Christmas is coming. I got sugar plums dancing in my head. You know, I can't wait for my wife to open the presents that I gave her. It was. Oh, it's going to be a good Christmas for her. I had a meal with my family in a nice restaurant. We had it was it was really a nice restaurant. Didn't care much for the, the menu, but I, and I, and not because there's anything wrong with it. I'm just not a steak eater. It was a steakhouse. It was it, it just I had a good time with my family. I got to see my nephews, my nieces, my cousins, etc. Other family, extended family from the other side, in laws. Great. It was in an atmosphere which I liked. You know, it was a nice comfort. It wasn't like a meat market where there's all these people shoving you and pushing you around. No masks on anyone. Great. For a brief moment, it felt like it was 1995 again. Just for a brief moment. Restaurant wasn't packed. You know, people banging into your back of your chair. I hate that. Service was great. Coffee was great. After dinner coffee. Ooh, it's good. Life was good again. Just for a moment. On this weekend, I spent time with my better half. Got to spend time with her away from work and the house and all the things that go on here with the dogs running around loose and stuff. You know how it is. It was fabulous. It was like I was dating again. We both had just a wonderful time. I said, oh, I'm going to have a tough time doing Monday's show. I'm not angry about anything. And she says, oh, don't worry. You'll come up with something. She knows me. And then I open the news. Oh, tornadoes and the guy standing there. Our climate change is the problem. No, the problem is Joe Biden. Problem is the Biden administration and the progressive left. That's who the problem is. I don't care if they want to run things as a liberal. Just don't tell me what to do. Stop telling everybody they got to live your way. Get over it. People want to be free again. Anyway, we're out of time for Monday. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to it. We're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, other places. Just click subscribe. Make sure you hit the little bell button. They all have a little bell button. I don't know why you would subscribe and not want to get notified when there's shows, but that's the way they do it now. Just another thing to get in the way of individual broadcasters. But we're out of time for today. Take care, folks. Have a good one.